0: Alrighty, alrighty. Greetings, friends, and welcome to episode 12 of Tempocast, your weekly podcast for Hearthstone discussion. I am here. Uh, I am Nocturne. Welcome, guys. We've got two of our lovely hosts, um, the Kamsch. How are you, the Kamps?
1: I'm pretty good, just uh, hit rank uh, 1738 on Legend Ladder, so you know, as it's pretty solid. I have about as much a chance of hitting top 100 as your facial hair Nocturne, but other than that, it's uh, it's pretty good. Hey, my facial hair does pretty well on Ladder, man.
0: That's why I had to shave it all off. (laughs) It was too OP. Yeah, it was playing much better than I was, which isn't hard. And CVH,
2: we just heard a little bit from you there. How are you, mate? I'm doing good. I am uh, actively grinding, as of this very moment, to the rank of 420 on the ladder. Going uh, going to go the old decay route from 400, so I'm also uh, hitting my goals for the season. Oh, I thought and, you meant that uh, you were just um, going to
0: yeah. play some Hearthstone right. whilst also podcasting about it.
2: Oh no, you're even grinding when you're not trying to, as it turns out. Just oh, in the good. wrong direction. Just
0: yep. bumping and grinding, <laughs> as usual. That's good. Alright, um, well, speaking of ladder... How have you guys been going on the ladder this this week? Um, it sounds like you've dropped a few ranks actually. <clears throat> Cause last time we talked to you, CVH, you were in the top one hundred.
2: Uh, I don't know. I did I did pretty terribly like two weeks ago, and uh, well, like I'm trying to I'm trying to save my energy for next month because I will <laughs> talk about soon. It's gonna get it's gonna get real. But uh, I don't know. I actually gained like a thousand ranks over like two days with the deck. We could maybe talk about either now or later if we're gonna talk about deck lists.
0: Uh, let's just. Let's just do talk it. We can just do it now. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, what
2: the people so want. Um, what I'm would you hitting. like to talk about? Well, I'm a frequent viewer of Life Coach's stream, and I usually at least give his ideas a shot. So I was like, because I originally thought Reno Jackson could be good in a mid-range Paladin deck, because it was like, you know, a lot of the cards are already one-ups, except for like Minibod, Mustard, Consecration. So like when he made a build of it, I obviously had to try it out. I switched a couple cards around. Uh, I'm not sure that either of the builds we've been using are like totally correct, but I do think I should probably not be running Gadgets and Jouster. Uh, however, I think um, Reno, Jackson, Midrange, Paladin... Like The only thing holding it back from being like an obvious Tier 1 deck is probably the fact that Secret Paladin exists, so like if you go to a tournament, you can't bring them both, which is really upsetting, because they're both so strong. So, and, uh, so I think on the ladder, it, it definitely beats a lot of things.
0: So what are the key cards, then? What, what does it do? I'm just trying to get the deck list out um, for people, well, so maybe you want to talk us through the deck okay. It's in two bits. So it runs.
2: Yeah. Because yeah, you runs, can't get it all uh, in on one screen. everything that you'd expect. Sorry. Yeah, it, it was, yeah. yeah. It's 30 different cards. Um, you can choose to run like two bots or two musters, but just for consistency, sometimes you actually do need a turn six Reno. And uh, when you're never lucky and you don't draw the one muster for battle that you wanted on turn three, it, it reduces the consistency a tiny bit. Um, it basically runs everything you'd expect a regular paladin deck to run, and it sort of replaces some of the cards that, um, like, for example, you can't rather you run two Aldors. so you're running a Keeper of Oldoman to compensate, you're running a Mind Control tech, an Acolyte of Pain. Um, for heals, you're running, like, the one heal bot, Lay on Hands, and Reno, which is supplemental for, like, Tuskar Jouster. Um, I know Life Coach also ran a Tuskar Joust in particular version, doesn't run Quartermaster, because it gets a lot worse if you're not running the second muster, or just a car which should be in the deck anyway, probably. Uh, but you have, like, Karen and Sky Golem, which kind of also win the game against a control deck. So, um, I mean, yeah, basically it covers all the bases that you'd expect to be covered, while also giving you the ability to heal for 29 points of damage sometimes, which is uh, pretty good, as yeah, it that's turns out.
0: pretty it's handy, dense.
2: usually. Yeah. <clears throat> It really improved the, free, uh, the freeze mage matchup. That's one yeah. one matchup that's been, like, sort of not particularly wonderful for Paladin, even though it's had the heals, just because you have that insane amount of heals. So if they, like, try to YOLO fireballs at your face or Alex draws you down, you have a lot of ways to get out of that situation, along with the Lotham. Yep. Yeah. But overall, I think it's pretty good. Camp hates a couple of my card choices, as normal. Yeah.
1: Which cards do you hate, cards? Yeah, I think... Uh... I don't like uh, Karn and Sky Gold, like in conjunction. Like I think you want either Justicar or Thorson in one of those slots, if not in both those cards in both of those slots. I also definitely don't like the... Um, I don't even remember Gadgets and Is that what the card's called? Yeah, Yeah, I shouldn't be running it. I agree. I I needed
2: to try it. I needed to try it. It seemed good for, like, a second shower placement, but it really is not that good.
1: If I, like, don't know the name of the card, that's my litmus test for bad cards. Like, if if the card isn't played enough for me to know its name, then it's bad. Um, Yeah, I would play an ooze or something, and I just feel like... I also... Maybe it's right to not run any quartermasters because you're only running one muster and you're not running just a card, but I feel like if you are running just a card, you want, like, one quartermaster just for, like, the threat.
2: I mean, the glory of the deck is that you can easily, you know, switch a card here in and out, because everything's a one-of, so... I don't know, as long as it's not, like, a key card, like, you're not taking out Tyrion or Minibot, like, you can probably just test around and experiment with different things. Someone suggested Pyromancer, my teammate Snower, and I was like, eh, it's three spells in the deck. <laughs> but it's really good for, like, an equality activator if you need it. So that's also something if, like, you're placing a lot of handlock or something. They should be finding a handlock,
1: Pyromancer, Buster, Pugjam, the best combo. combo.
2: Yeah, that's like Bran Bronzebeard and Injured Blade Master. Level, level value, right there. Sorry, guys. The Can't you forget the list. I mean, JB, you ever get the list up? Yeah, I'm trying. I literally get it up. read every single card. No, <laughs> I'm <laughs> having.
0: I'm having a lot of trouble with Firefox at the moment. It is not
1: enjoying my my work. That's what you get for using a plug browser like Firefox.
2: What should I be using? I guess we're not getting sponsored by Firefox. All
1: all about Chrome, man. It's all about. Safari.
2: Crow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Opera. Any Opera fanboys Opera, Yeah, I was about to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just chat amongst yourselves for a few
1: seconds. Well, what are what are what are some okay. good matchups for this next C V H? Or some some bad matchups?
2: Well, um, from my experience, everything is winnable, but that's sort of always been the place mid range paladins been in. Uh, like I said, Freeze Mage got really improved. Control Warrior's always been good because you have Lay on Hands and, like, really sticky minions like the Shredder, the Sky Golem, the Cairn, especially this, like, Insane against Control Warrior. Because, um, like, a big problem that the Muster-Quartermaster combo does have is actually Brawl. Like, it's just something that they will Brawl, and you can't really Brawl into Karen easily. So, I mean, it might have even made it slightly better than it already was against that. Uh, bad matchup, Secret Paladin when they curve you out. Um an insane aggro Druid curve, but, like, you have all the answers you need. It's just a matter of drawing them. I think that's sort of where all Reno decks are. Like, they can beat everything, but since you're only one of... You're only, like, one of uh, Minibot and Muster, where, like, the Warlock decks cut some things, it's just like... Oh, you got it up? <laughs> <laughs> you notice my
0: small amount of celebration <laughs> there. Um, yeah, we've got ten cards, and then... Um, ten? Then we've got the rest. Oh, that top card is Acolyte of Pain.
2: There's an acolyte in there. It's
0: good. Yeah. yeah. So, did you want to talk a little bit about it, or
2: the acolyte? No. It's just. I mean, it's just like an additional three drop, which uh, you need some early game to to compensate for your lack of musters and your lack of minibots. And acolyte trades pretty well against paladin, and it's just a decent card. I think it'd be better if you could run a blessing of kings, but the space man. It's good with keeper, Voldemort. You can just like kind of buff it a little bit. I don't know. Everything tiny is good with keeper, so that's like irrelevant to talk about. But, yeah,
0: yeah, I really like keeper. It's um, it's a pretty cool card, actually. We saw it come out yeah, last week, so. and um, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty big deal. I think for paladin.
1: <clears throat> I also like good cards.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, cool. So, any other weird things that you want to talk about on this deck before you move on? Ha- has it been like doing well? I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was in, like, the dumpster ranks of 2,000 and some, and I am up to, like, 300-ish, or 400-ish now, like I said, because I decayed over a day, but uh, just using this deck. And, you know, I haven't been, like, super tryharding. I've just been playing on stream. So, I mean, you know, for doing well over a period of a couple hours every day, I can't complain at all. It's pretty good on the ladder. I'd suggest it.
0: Great. And, Kamps, what have you been playing? Do you want to talk us through your list?
2: yeah uh
1: so let me just start off by saying normally I try to play mostly on like stream or when I'm recording videos and stuff, and when I play by myself, I'm usually only going to play like fun decks, not as much uh try hard decks unless like I'm really going for uh like like high legend so I've been playing a, a lot of fatigue mage because it's a really fun deck to play and it's it's pretty decent in the meta um this is with Reno can... the mostly singletons. Yep, yep. Uh, no, it is actually not at all mostly Singletons because in a Fatigue deck, you can, um, a lot of the time you will get down to the last few cards in your deck and then you can just start duplicating and echoing Reno. So Reno here is more for late game than it is like an early recovery mechanism against like a Face deck because you already have Death Lords and Heal Bots for that. Right. So it's, it's more like to be Control Warrior and Priest and things like that, is uh, just like saving a Reno and like an echo or a duplicate for the late game.
0: So it's like duplicates, sludge belches, healbots, doomsayers. Frost
1: yeah, yeah, nova. doomsayers, frost nova, death lords, blizzards, flame strikes, uh, double cold light oracle, obviously. Um, and this is a thinking man's deck because not only do you have to like plan out your turn really well, like your echoes really well, um, you have to also actually count for your reno because sometimes like you don't know whether your reno will heal or not, and if you're not using a deck tracker, this is definitely like. A hard deck to play. You don't have like the, the comfort that you have with like Reno Lock or any of the other Reno decks that are all singletons. You have to actually, yeah. play, which is hard, and you lose games to Renoing for zero all the time. But
2: I, I don't think you should do it all the time. I don't know. I mean, if you just have like, <laughs> I mean, you could you can just keep a list It's a pen and paper. I'm always an advocate of the pen and paper solution. If you're, I don't know, it's legal in tournaments, so you might as well do it on the ladder. I'm I guess so.
1: try hard like doing that for every game on ladder. Like I would, it's I good would practice. just hate my life.
2: Dude, if you're not in it to practice, I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> but that was the thing
0: I was gonna say about this deck because it takes a long time to win a game, and um, it's like, is it ideal for ladder
1: really? <clears throat> um, I don't think it's ideal for like uh, normal ladder, like up to legend ladder, because that their quantity and speed gameplay matters a lot more. And legend, you get rewarded a lot more for like consecutive wins and higher win percentage. That's why like. Uh, Back in was it like G V G was BRM when Calento uh hit rank one legend with Fatigue Mage. That was because he was like could win a high percentage of games, even though the games took a long time. So if you get really good at this deck it can definitely be rewarding. I don't know that it's super high tier right now, but it's really fun to play and on Legend Ladder it's definitely like a good choice. Like you won't lose too many ranks playing it.
2: Yeah, the thing about Legend ladder is like you're saying, like until you hit like top ten or twenty, you don't have to win that many games to advance. Like you can gain or lose a thousand points in five or seven games easily if you like win them all or lose them all. So like uh, up till then, you're just trying to play for speed. You can sacrifice a game here and there if you're just getting multiple games in every hour, like more so than Control Warrior or Fatigue Mage could do. But at Legend, you just kind of want the win percentage to increase, and you don't care about the time. You've already made a Legend, but, like you clearly have the time to grind. So yep, that's another yep. thing. <laughs>
0: So um is there anywhere you can go to get this deck list, Kamsch?
1: Yes, yeah, so you can go to Tempostorm.com. There's actually an article <laughs> up about it. Teaches you the ins and outs of the deck as well as some gameplay videos. So I would uh, I would oh. definitely
2: check that out. Who was doing the gameplay videos, Kamsch?
1: Uh I don't know, some, some role player. Oh. it was it was me. Oh I okay. I've just I've just navigated <laughs> to this website. He is
0: look at him. Oh, what a babe. There we go. God the, the about a sellout
1: right now. Pride.
0: Um, cool, yeah. So we've got yeah Frostbolts, Doomsayers, Explosive Sheeps, Cold Oracle, one
1: BGH. Yep, yep. Because it's is really big, good. Right? Yeah. BGH is really good in the decks. It's good against it. And you always have the option, like all your tech creatures, you can always make more copies of them with Echoes or Duplicate. So the matchups where you need it, you can make like three BGHs and just kill all their like Molten Giants or whatever. So you play one Blizzard and one Cone of Cold? Is that a particular... Yeah, so you you want additional things, because sometimes you end up using Frost Nova to stall, you want more freezes for your Doomsayers. If you can, like, Cone of Cold to freeze all their creatures than Doomsayer, that's pretty good value, because you can use Frost Nova to stall later and, like, clog up their board. Um, When they have a full board, Frost Nova and Blizzard are really strong. Um, Also, it's it's good to play one of each, because, like, you want to curve out, and you, like, have different things for different situations, so it's just a utility thing. But you definitely want two of those effects, and so you can split it any way you want. Two kind of cold is just asking for trouble. Two blizzard is fine, but I like splitting it 1-1, uh, just because you know, if you draw the right one when you need it, you get rewarded. Yeah, fair enough. And you
0: have 11 duplicates it looks like, so you do have to get through a fair bit of your deck before Reno is a thing.
1: <laughs> yep, absolutely, but that is where like the cold lights come in, the echoes, stuff like that, and again, you have to keep track. Um, and But uh, I just want to say, Reno is definitely more of a late game mechanism in this deck. It's you could think of it as like a ten drop that uh, makes it a lot more likely to win control matchups, rather than like a card you cast on curve to help you win aggro matchups. Yeah, yeah, I played
2: against similar decks a couple times on ladder, and it's been like we're down to the final like five or four cards, and like all right, we're clearly going for the fatigue, bo- the fatigue war. Maybe I can win. That was his plan all along. I think I played well. They drop Reno and Echo, and all of a sudden, like there's no hope. Like you just can't win. Yeah. Game's over. So, like, against those slower matchups, it seems fine. If you're trying to read you know, it's not for you, but <laughs> it's probably never going to happen.
0: This is two conscious on screen at once. This is far too many conscious.
2: <laughs> Whoa.
0: I'm going to have to get rid of it.
1: Um, wow. Far too many? Not not one too many, but, like, far too many? Yeah, that's like too, too, of many. Them are too many. All too many?
2: Yeah. We're already edging on too many. <laughs> Um, cool. So
0: any other decks you've been playing, or mostly those two?
2: Ah, uh, mostly those two. Like exclusively for me, whenever I stream, I was really because it's also really fun. I've enjoyed playing one of everything. We have a lot of diverse starting hands. <laughs> so one well, deck... I like oh, sorry. I was just gonna say you were
1: asking if we play any other decks. So when I like actually climb, I just play something good like Reno Lock or like Midrange Paladin, one of those things. that you can find all those decks in the Temple Storm meta snapshot. Yeah, just pretty solid decks. Of sort of
0: what, what is required, I guess, to just sort of grind through those legend ranks, I guess. Yep. Um, one deck that maybe I want to have a chat about is a deck that Rayna played on stream the other day. Um, it was basically a face Shaman list. I don't know if you guys saw it. Yep. Yeah, it's just he plays...
1: played, like... He played a lot of it. Right, He's actually played, like, three different versions of it now. He played his own version, then he fixed it up a lot, and then he played that a lot, and then he played Eloise's version. So he's gone through a lot of versions of, like, changing the deck to try to make it better. No, I haven't seen Eloise's version. What's that? Uh, Eloise plays, like, a lot of, like, taunts and stuff to clog up the board, like Feral Spirits and stuff like that, versus Rainads was a lot more, like, mech-focused. Yep. Yeah. Initially, I know you changed it a little bit. I think I like the rush list. Um,
0: I think it, I think it is pretty clean. Um, the, it's on the website. Um, for those of you that don't know, I think two Unbound Elemental came out, and so did two Leper Gnome for two Fel Reaver and two Piloted Shredder. So if you want to play mm. the, that list, you can sort of just modify those cards as needed. Um, but yeah, it basically just plays like small minions, overruns the board... Um, Tunnel truck is really good for that kind of thing. Um, Mechs gets the tempo with Mechs, and then finishes with Doomhammer. Some combination of Doomhammer um, and bolts to the face, basically. Um, yeah, and it's good for if you're if you're looking to sort of get to legend. Like if you're not legend yet. Oh, we lost Karch. <clears throat> I'm here, my camera just freaked out a little bit. Okay, no worries. Um, it's one of those decks that, you know, it just powers through games really quickly. And um, so, if you are looking to get to Legend, I can sort of recommend it as something that sort of is, you know, a good way to get you there. But if you notice in the comments, like, people are like, oh, I'm eight 8 with this deck, playing <laughs> casual, going face 90% of the time, it's a piece of shit. Um... <laughs> 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 it's a, uh, it's a good deck. It's just that you have to play it properly. Um, yeah. <coughs> it's one of these things about aggro decks. Like people think that you just go face all the time and there's no skill involved, but there is because you have to like wring every last drop of damage out of every card you have. Um, it's actually, you know, you do make imp- important decisions. Um, the thing is that the games are ever quicker, so people feel
1: like they made less decisions, I think, with aggro.
0: Um,
2: yeah, one thing, um,
1: one thing I want to add to that really quick is that like Face Hunter and a lot of other aggro decks have recovery mechanisms. Like Face Hunter has Unleash plus Struggler and like Explosive Trap and stuff, where you can fall behind on board from just going face, and then you can recover with things like that and outlast them and kill them. This deck has none of that. If you lose the board and you don't have enough damage to kill them, you just lose. Yeah. If you really can't maintaining a balance between the board and actually killing your opponent because otherwise you will just lose so many of your games you know go 8 like the person said or whatever if you play this deck wrong there's no like getting lucky you will just lose like like 90% of your games if you're playing it wrong yeah that's exactly that being exactly said it.
2: you also have to mulligan really aggressively for a curve because I found in playing a little bit of it that if you don't have the board early and you have like you know cards like Minibot and muster against you like if you lose the board that early there's like no way to win like they're gonna kill everything before you get to go face with it and you just have your spells yep so you really have to like actually have something to play or it's not gonna go well so people have people have called it i think rightfully so a little bit inconsistent but like when it works obviously it really works
0: i think it's like better than a coin flip though like um i think it's probably Probably a pretty good deck, Um, and certainly when Raynad was playing it, um, he went from like, he went top five legend. I think he went climbed to four um, with it after just having an insane series of wins. I think he was like fifteen or something to three. Um, But yeah, so what are you maligating for? I guess against what decks? Do you want Mech Warper every time?
2: i have to say so. Every time Mech Warper, every time Tunnel Trog. Some Mech Warper or Mech, basically.
1: Yeah, Yeah, just Mulligan for, like, your creatures, because your spells are going to be useless. Rockbiter you can sometimes keep if you're expecting, like, a Chow or a Juggler you want to clear with your face to Mm -hmm. not have to use your minions, but most of the time you really just want your creatures and
2: not your spells. Mm Mm-hmm. It's important to get the cards in the right order. You have to use the minions first. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I you guess you to... can maybe keep a Feral Spirits too if you run the card. It's not horrible in a lot of matchups. Yeah,
0: it's probably okay. could can protect you minions. Like if you already have, so like, if a, if you have a Trog and a
2: Coin, it's insane. Yeah,
0: yeah that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, another deck that I've been playing... Oh, wow, look at this. This is a new and innovative deck list. Um, Secret Paladin. Um, oh, yes, yeah, wow. so I've been playing a fair bit of that um, just to sort of climb in the last couple of days because I finally got serious and started grinding. Um, yeah, I, I only put it up here because it's slightly different to some lists I've seen. They're running Consecration and True Silver Champion, and I don't run either of those. I don't like it. Um, I think Consecration, um, you're usually behind when you have to play it. Um, and... Like you play it at four mana, and then they just play a five drop or a four drop, um, and you're still behind. So I really don't think it helps you catch up that much. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, I don't like true silver paladin either. Uh, true silver, what is it? Champion. True champion. champion. It's, that's yeah, that's what it is. I okay.
2: I'm a true silver champion.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, the only card I'd, I'd maybe change for that is play the keeper of Ulderman, I think is pretty good. I might swap out a blessing for a
1: keeper. CVH, do you uh, do you approve of this blasphemy, or are you fully against everything you said, like, like me?
2: Well, I mean, I can see not running two silvers and secret uh, paladin, because if you're running like the cog hammer, but like he's running two cog hammers over the one silver. I don't know. I'm important in a lot of situations. It's just shifting um... your
0: weapon, like. <laughs> Having that taunt is often relevant. Um, You have fairly big minions, so giving them divine shield is good. Um, It's one less mana, so it comes out earlier, and you're you're trying to deal with smaller threats usually
2: anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm also still I'm in the zombie chow camp as far as zombie chow versus secret keeper personally also, I mean, I don't mm. love two redemption, but if you're running like a sludge, maybe it's, it's more understandable. But yeah, I'm always a Zombie Chow man, personally. I think Cash is with me on that as far as between the two of them. You prefer um, Zombie Chow or, or a Secret, secret
1: a... Keeper? Uh, yes. But I also think the thing I most disagree with is I think Consecrate is like one of the best Paladin cards. yeah. And I would like always want to play it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, so but when I do had, you play Consecrate? When is it good? Always, it's always good. If they have no minions on the board, you're winning. You don't need to play it. If they have minions on the board, it lets you turn your smaller minions into their big minions and then hit face because it clears their tods and it deals two damage to face. If there are two, it's great. If they don't have a board, then you're winning anyway. If they have a board, it's great. It's just always good. It's so expensive, though. It's four. It yeah,
2: I'll pay whatever is... it costs to trade well. It's fine. I'll kill a Shade. You know, it's just, like, the best card against, like, Aggro Well, not the best card. One of the best cards. Like, you need you need some out. Like, there's so many games, more than any other card in the deck besides, like, Challenger, where you're like, wow, it'd be really nice to draw Consecration right now. Yes. <laughs> besides Challenger, obviously. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. I, this, I guess this is probably, like, personal preference. Just, just but, the one.
2: Um, just one? Yeah. Just one? I would probably. I mean, in secret paladin, like you know, yeah, like yeah, you said, you're, what, mo- what. you're more focused on playing minions and even yeah, you're, you're weapons you're to shit your opponent than playing consecration. It's still uh, just the one. But... Yeah, having the one.
1: Yeah. I
0: will admit that the uh, shade matchup is significantly worse with no consecration, but um, yeah. I just think having that extra cog hammer, or I don't even know what the differences are here when I am taking it out maybe Lotheb? Um, maybe an extra Blessing of Kings oh, as like well that, is probably where that where those spaces have gone,
2: those slots have gone. Um, you run, like, one more... But that's, like, it. One more secret, and uh, some people run two Aldor's. Any I mean, Aldor count's fine. It's flexible. Uh, yeah, two gamers is definitely not standard. I think Lothab is pretty standard. Lothab or like, a sludge. I like Lothab.
1: Yeah, Lothab, Lothab, yeah, Lothab is Lothab's pretty standard. You need a five-drop.
0: Lothab's awesome. And it just gives you, like the nuts if you go Lothar, challenger, boom. Mm Tyrion. (laughs) Into Tyrion, yeah. Yeah. When that happens, you just, like, no one can beat that. Alright. Cool, so how, like, we've got how many days left in the season? A couple of days? Three days?
2: Yep. Two, I think, yeah. Or, yeah, three, I guess, if you're counting today.
0: So, are you guys making a push for top 100?
2: Yeah, I'll push for, like, top 100, but I'm not going to stress out about it too much. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah, same. I'll, think... I'll go for it, but, like, the next season is the one that really matters, and all the f- This one doesn't give any points or anything. It's just, like, look at me, I'm cool, I'm on the Blizzard website. Versus, like, the next ones are, like, right. damn. So, that
0: is a fantastic segue, because... Um, The next thing we were hoping to talk about was the changes to ladder, to um, the point structure basically for the 2016 Hearthstone World Championship. So that is happening next year. And there are some major changes, I guess, that have been announced to the way the points are given to people um, and how they can qualify for the the championship and how the regions work. So... mm, you actually wrote an article about this CVH, and you seem to be the most clued in in terms of um, breaking it down for us. So maybe you want to give an overview of the changes and why you think they're relevant?
2: Yeah, I mean, so like, it's basically universally loved. Like, I don't have a major problem with any of the changes. I'm sure it's like maybe a tiny thing here that I'm just skipping over. But like, in general, everything they've changed from the last competitive season is just an improvement. I'm not sure with how the last season worked as far as points for tournaments and ladder. Uh, check out the article or simply Google it. That should give you the numbers. But basically, you're hitting legend. You're already getting a point. Uh, the point spread—they um, basically like pulled a Bernie Sanders for anyone who knows <laughs> politics. And they—I'm spl- <laughs> serious. It's like the one percent, like the highest person who wins the tournament or gets like first on the ladder at the end of the season is going to get a ton of points. The spread is going to be pretty sharply declined from there. And like, if you just hit legend and don't finish nothing uh tournament points like 10 for the winner and then you get third place and you get one and like the invite tournaments offer like a hundred which is insane like all of that is more compressed so um you feel less bad about hitting legend and then not hitting top 50 or 100 um, so it, it's still so, important to win them if you can obviously but like yeah the so point structure's was, a lot better
0: that was the first change to ladder um into uh that i noticed um the, the biggest change i guess um, which is that uh, hitting the way to earn points, I guess, for the Hearthstone World Championship is to um, either compete in ladder, uh, compete in Hearthstone Cups, which are small community tournaments, as far as I understand it. Hearthstone Majors, which are the larger,
2: yeah.
0: Sorry, the larger regional-based uh,
2: competitions. Is that right? Well, like those should be like Dreamhack, I think. Okay. Um, like I'm thinking, Hearthstone cups are like Tuesday night hype, or the Morricum Open, or anything you'd see on like Hearthstone calendar that's weekly. Yeah, that's because right. they awarded points the last season. They were like, you know, they they still awarded basically the same kind of points. It's like the low point earning tournaments you can play in whenever if you're online.
0: Smaller, like possibly free. Most of them are free. Yeah, they're
2: they're all like third party run basically.
0: Mm. Uh, and then there's uh, championships, so that's uh, they give quite a lot of points. And as you can see there from the distribution. Coming first in ranked play is, well, for the month, um, I would argue is a lot harder than winning a tournament. So they give 15 points for uh, coming first on ladder and 15 points for winning a major. So I know which route I would go if I was trying to rack up a whole bunch of points.
2: Yeah, that was different too, because last season, um, like, they also fixed the invite thing, which you can read about, like, they're not going to give, likes. Like tournaments won't be overrun by invited players and they're not getting special biased to invited players, but like back in the day, like ESL awarded 100 points to the winner. Like That's just double what you get for like getting first on the ladder, which is already incredibly hard. Fixing all that, it's good. <laughs> yeah. You feel less bad about your time on the ladder now. They're keeping that the, the main way to play Hearthstone. Yeah, they've
0: redistributed the points, which has been really good, I think. Um, so you get one point just for being Legend now, which incentivizes people to get to Legend, I think. I mean... Yeah.
2: Slightly. And it's still uh, not a lot. Like, if you're grinding the last day and you happen to drop to 200, you're not, like, completely demoralized. That's right. It's you just, still, you get, still something get something out of
0: it. Um, and then there's... Yeah, it's 51st to 100th is 5 points. 26th to 50th 8 points. 11th to 25th, 10 points. 2nd to 10th, 12 points. So there's actually coming... If you come in the top ten, that's pretty good because they're not really making much of a distinction there. Um, you don't get robbed if you come, you know, eighth as opposed like they're not doing first to fifth or and sixth to tenth. Like they're yeah. they're yeah, really ten. sort of yep. acknowledging that getting to top ten legend is pretty much the same as coming first. <laughs>
2: um, Cam, any thoughts? You like it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I love it. I think it's good. I think one thing worth noting is that um, giving one point to each Legend player or whatever only makes a difference if you're, like, already top-tier players that are getting a lot of points, and then you, like, get screwed on the last day and you get that one point. Like, you're not as far behind your, like, competition, because all the people, like, just making Legend and not doing that well anyway, like, the one point doesn't matter because everybody gets it. I just wanted to spell that illusion that, like, oh, if I just hit Legend every season, like, I'm in contention. Like, that's not true at all. But, uh, I I mean,
2: do well, or at that, least yeah. hit a couple tournaments up and do well in those. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. But, I mean, I think it's great. Especially for people who can play tournaments but don't have as much time to ladder like, that's good for them, too. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great system.
0: Yeah, I think it's been, um... I think it's pretty good. No um, and,
1: and most people
0: seem to be pretty positive about the changes. These changes have been coming for a while, as far as I understand it. And they... Have been made in con- consultation with a lot of the top players, so I get the feeling that it's something that Blizzard has done based on feedback and you know constructive criticism and I think they've got it pretty largely correct or right yeah. or it's certainly heading in a, in a much better direction for a lot of those people who are trying to grind and you know compete in the biggest hearthstone um, tournament of the year, I guess
2: they left it open for them to experiment with different tournament formats throughout the year. So like if you're tired of Conquest, you don't have to play it the entire year. And they've already fixed Conquest to an extent. They've given it a ban, which I think is a big deal. It changes it a lot from regular Conquest. Anytime you have another way in the thing in the tournament preparation, it's so it's a big deal.
0: So is that a standard <laughs> thing that they're doing? They're giving a ban to Conquest in for all tournaments leading up to the championship or Yeah, just... if I read
2: it correctly, that's uh, it should be the the winter championship and like the preliminary, preliminary. but like the third party tournaments, um, they've given a list of like all the different formats they could run. So like if you're if you're like you know running a tournament for Blizzard and you know you want to give points away, if you get it approved, you just have to choose one of the formats. Like you can choose last year's standing if you're into that. Like we saw Dreamhack this past weekend use last year's standing still without a ban even. So like the, you know as long as it's like one of the approved formats and you announce it well in advance to give the players time to prepare, it's fine.
0: Um, I and, guess uh, another
2: formats out there.
0: Another big change that we haven't even really talked about, but it's pretty cool, is the fact that there's now a $1 million prize pool for the World Championships, so that's four times what it was before.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's a lot.
0: Which is pretty great. More than uh,
2: certain reality shows like, say, like thank you, Condemns, if you watch reality shows like me. I made that joke off-stream, and they got mad at me. They told me to say it on-stream. of <laughs> pride Also, all the championships have a $100,000 prize pool, too, which is a lot. Yeah, that's it's a big like, deal. It's three championships for every region leading up. That's so many hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's actually just 900,000. Yeah.
0: Is that going to lead to more people yeah. being able to play Hearthstone, play a
1: card's children's card game competitively as a career?
2: Yeah. You I know the
1: a- biggest change that this makes is that now when like the world like championships happen, Everybody will be posting on Reddit, they'll be like, the $1 million juggler flip or whatever, instead of the one hundred million juggler flip. Yeah. That's that's the biggest change we have. That's probably true. The, oh well.
0: <laughs> probably the final thing that um, is of relevance is the fact... the regions, I guess. Um, maybe we could talk about that. But basically, four players... So, they, they end up with uh, 16 players that make it to the World Championship, and you get four of those from the Americas, four from Europe, four from China, and four from the Asia-Pacific. So, that was... I, I think that's pretty similar to how it was done last year.
2: Pretty sure that's the same, right?
0: Yeah, I believe they had a similar like distribution. I think yeah. there was maybe less um, of Asia in the Asia-Pacific region, if I remember correctly, but I may be very wrong about that.
2: Though. Oh. No, I think they just uh, consolidated the Southeast Asia players on the NA server into the Asian Pacific, because I know a couple people on this server who played in the Asian Pacific Championship because of uh, the way they consolidated it for like, the Australians and that whole region. No one really knows exactly what's down there, but they're consolidating it. It's <laughs> a whole bunch
1: of weird stuff. I don't know
2: my continents.
1: Your... Wait, JB, do you do you belong to the APAC region, even though you're on the NA server? Is that is Yeah, that how that's how right. Word? So I'm in Asia okay. Pacific,
0: and so that's relevant, I guess, for those of us who are from Australia. Um, it you belong to the Asia Pacific, and you play on America, uh, and then when you end up playing against people from Korea who are not playing, they're playing on Korean servers. Um, apparently, all the competitions that are being run have to supply unlocked. Um, accounts for you to use. Ooh, yes, yeah, so it's introduced a little bit of awkwardness, I guess, into those competitions. But I guess it can't really be avoided.
1: I wish I could get an unlocked account, like to have. Be nice. <laughs> That'd be pretty good, I guess. Or just have all the cards on it. The I real mean, question, JB, is like, if you if you get an unlocked account when you're playing in a tournament or something. Are you gonna use all golden cards or all normal cards? Are you can make your legendaries golden. Or like, what's what's gonna be happening here? It would be all golden. You know the way I like. To oh play. god!
2: I wouldn't do uh, all golden because the basic cards wouldn't be golden, and that would tilt me. So I'd have to do all normal.
0: I come from Magic, yeah. and I used to play with foils pretty much all the time. So I think the foils are—I just equate them with being golden. So I try to get as many as golden as possible.
2: Yeah, Why wouldn't sense. you? I mean I play with like haphazard decks with half golden and half not so I mean I can't complain about non-golden basics.
0: I think it's I think it's yeah. just just Kampsch's OCD coming out when he sees a non-golden card next to a golden card. He just hates it.
1: No, it's just cuz you guys are role players. If it's just like if you have all golden cards and you're like you have too much money and you're a role player if they're like mismatched and you're just like trying way too hard to be a role player. But if they're all normal then like you know we can root for you then. You're you're just oh like God. us. You're just another club. <laughs> I think you're putting way too much thought yep. into how
0: you you look on ladder, based yep. on your golden non golden cards.
2: He's overthinking all, all of his opponents. Yeah, like all right, come on, Karch. I pulled a golden Aviana. We quickly we quickly realized the card was a gimmick. And then I was like, well, I pulled a gold Mysterious Challenger. Kind of want to craft another one of those. So I made the right choice. I disenchanted the horrible gold Legendary. Made, like, the best golden epic in the game. Am I a role player or am I just trying to use my uh, dust efficiently here? Like, you know what you on. do
1: there? You, you dust both those cards and you use that dust to craft normal versions of those cards. There's a reason golden legendaries give you enough dust to craft a normal legendary. That's so you can dust it and craft a non-golden version of it when you open a golden legendary. <laughs>
2: I don't think that's the intent. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. I don't think that makes much sense, but anyway. That's like getting $20 and then handing it back to someone and being like, can I just have $10 change, please? And then doing that again and then saying, can I have $5 change,
1: please? Because no, that's like just, a it's like trading bill. down. No, no, you don't understand. It's like getting a $20 bill that says, I'm a role player if I keep this on it. And then, like,.
2: It's like walking into a Wawa with a 10, a 5, and 5 ones, and saying hey, can you break this into a 20? Can you unbreak these bills for me? There's no practical application whatsoever.
1: (laughs) Your guys' analogies are bad. Let's move on. You're just role players.
0: (laughs) I'm going to stick by that. Whatever. Okay, so the Hearthstone Championships, we're looking forward to it. Are you guys going to be making any sort of concerted effort to be getting in? I think you probably will, CVH.
2: Oh, I just just yeah, put me on blast, like you think I, of course I will, yeah <laughs> There's like no reason not to. I think you know the point system and the fact that a lot of tournaments are hard to get into uh, held me back last year as long with the, along with the fact that I was like just like dipping my feet into competitive hearthstone, so you know making that push it 'll be fun,
0: yeah, so are you guys as teams uh, discussing things like what the best tactics are, like what what the the best events are with the highest e v to go into, and what sort of uh... you know things you 're going to be doing. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, kind of. I mean, like, as far as getting the points, I think everyone's sort of in the same boat, unless you're getting invited to um, uh, whatever there is to get invited to. But, um, like, you know, we all have the same tournaments on, like, Hearthstone calendar or wherever you find them that are, are, like, running the weekly cups. So I think you just have to figure out what formats those are as soon as possible and uh, do well. Hoping the ESL series also gets announced soon so we figure out exactly how they're running that, because I think that'll be a good opportunity to get some points as well as qualify for the ESL Legendary Series.
0: Yeah. So just out of interest, what? Tournaments, do you guys play? I know sometimes, I know Kampsh, you've mentioned before you play in a collegiate uh, competition. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I played the uh, the collegiate league just because, like, you know, I'm in college and stuff. So, like, I, I won't have as much time as CBH possibly to make, like, uh, an effort, but I'm still definitely going to make an effort. Four points. But yeah, just like Hearthstone Calendar is a good resource, stuff like that. I just play in the weekly open cups that are, like, open to everyone. It is a lot of people and it's kind of a grind sometimes, but if you can do well, you can do And if you don't do well, it's kind of just like... (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of died. um, And, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that maybe aren't as competitive as you and they just want to get a chance to play a tournament. So your first couple of rounds will probably be pretty easy. Then it gets harder and it's a little bit more up to chance just by the sheer number of people in the tournament. But the open, like, free cups are definitely, like, what everybody gets to play. in, And, like, ESL qualifiers and hopefully ESL. And like I know CBH was saying he was going to try to go to Dreamhack and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, just the tournaments that are open to everyone, because that's all we get to play it, really, for now.
2: Do what you can do to not play in a tournament that's completely single elimination, just in case. Like, even if you're not new. Like, if you're new, it's obviously a good experience to be able to play more rounds, but if you're not, then... Uh, it's good to have that one round buffer or like whatever it is i know tuesday night hype run by vicious syndicate on tuesdays surprise surprise they start with a group stage and they move into single elimination so that's one way to go around it a lot of a lot of the tournaments you will play in are just straight single elimination but that's sort of what you work with when you're playing free tournaments open to everyone it's just a quick and easy way to run them yeah and they're pretty simple if you can avoid it by all means yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean
1: imagine if they were swiss that'd be like a god-awful nightmare like
2: yeah, third parties just
1: don't us. have the—they don't have like the logistics necessary to run that kind of tournament. Are someone need to like make in-client things and keep them in pools and stuff like that. Like maybe have them played over a period of time, like a but But um, you know, third parties don't have those kinds of resources, so they have to run them like a single limb because that's what's best for them. Which is still a little bit of a problem that like yeah. the new changes don't fix, but.
2: Because like yep. you have to run best of five, and then you're running like a like a, a couple hundred people at least online Hearthstone players. Like Swiss for that many rounds is just going to literally take months just, like, twelve hours or something ridiculous, maybe yep. months. Months. Yep. Okay. Years. Uh, <laughs> Notifications yep. for BlizzCon 2018 starts now.
0: <laughs> uh, for those of us from Australia, I play in sometimes on Thursdays. There's a does play. A competition, which uh, is run on Thursday nights, so that's something that I can definitely recommend. And there, what else? That's mo- that's the most problem for us because our time time zones are so different. You guys, it's your Tuesday night, and then it's our like Wednesday morning or something. So um, it can be a bit yeah. difficult in that respect, <laughs> um, finding the time to play. There have been um, a few tournaments that I have seen run over a period of weeks, where they just do Swiss, and you you basically contact your your opponent over the course of the week, you play them, and then you submit your results by a certain time. I, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that was a I nightmare. Like I've
2: tried that once. It was it was an absolute nightmare. Yeah, why was God, it a nightmare? God, God, it was a god-awful, horribly run nightmare someone just reported the round wrong and no admin ever responded to me that happened once right. they just they emailed you for your rounds two weeks in a row and they just didn't email us the next week and I was like well, I guess it's delayed again cuz it had been before and i just got a default loss it was just the worst there were like right. 2000 people no one enjoyed it
0: well that sounds like poor organization instead of <laughs> yeah. uh, like a That's poor a-, a bad format <clears throat>
2: I mean, the format itself is probably fine, but you have to be prepared to run it. Like, if you're going to run something like that with like multiple thousands of people, um, yeah, I'm waiting to see someone who's like actually prepared to do that. <laughs> I hope someone's up to the challenge because it's in theory it was like a dream come true, and then it was just awful, just yeah. terrible. <laughs>
0: uh, if anyone wants to read an article about those changes to um, competitive players, as I said, CVH did write an article about it. It's free and on the Tempo Storm website. I thought it was a really good breakdown of the actual things that matter, Um, so we just talked about it then, and the the announcement itself, even I thought the announcement was a little bit confusing, I had to read it like two or three times just to make sense of it, (laughs) um, to actually actually understand what it was they were saying and what was different, and I think this article has really uh, broken it down well, so Um, go and have a look there if you want it explained for the layperson. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's what I do.
1: Are you are you calling our viewers lay people? How dare you! I would like to lay people. <clears throat>
2: anyway,
0: so <laughs> that's that. We've got um, Tempo Storm website, which you should go to and um, have a look. Sell out. So what else are we talking about? We have done a little. That's. It's kind of my job, isn't it? Uh, we've the we little... by the way. <laughs> <laughs> done a... I'm so hungover today, so um, you guys can just stop it with the sass. <clears throat> so this, uh, we've got a little activity here which we have set ourselves as some homework. It's a fun little format that I actually saw on Reddit a while ago, and we decided to recreate it and just see if the great minds of Tempocast can come up with um, a way to break the format, basically is what I'm looking at. <clears throat> and the format is very simple. It's uh, You have three cards. You have a three-card deck. You start with all three cards in your hand, so they can be unique or duplicates, except for legendaries, of course. Uh, you draw a card each turn, so you have no cards in your deck, and you draw a card each turn, but take no fatigue. So I just say that because it's relevant if you can get cards back into your deck that you will be drawing a card per turn. But otherwise it doesn't matter. So you have all three mm-hmm. cards in your in your hand. You have your hero power, and you have to kill your opponent. So what's the best deck?
2: <clears throat> Do not start with me.
0: All right, all right, Let's start. You versus me. Okay. So my <laughs> uh, oh, we should probably mention the bans. Uh, we banned Gang Up and Reno because we found that both of them were OP OP. So I chose Paladin because I think it's got the best hero power for this um, format. And I took Equality, muster mm, for Battle, and Quartermaster.
2: That's a pretty good strategy, man.
1: Interesting. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. I picked uh, Druid, and I picked Innervate, Innervate, and Hogger. Okay, because if people if people aren't playing like AOE, which they're not expected to, right? Because you only have three cards, so they're not expecting like a swarm strategy. On coin, it's either turn one or off coin, turn two hogger, and then he just starts making dudes, and eventually you can just trade the dudes off and make more dudes, and you'll just overwhelm their cards. Okay, so let's like, see you how this. have your power to like ping off. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's let's see how this plays out.
0: So I would uh, if I go first, I would pass. And then and you. Then I would
1: innervate, innervate, coin Hogger. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, I
2: feel like that just wins, right? No, it Hogger doesn't. Because
1: win. then I just. Ooh, maybe it does. Yeah, I think that just
2: wins.
0: Well, I. So I
2: hero.
0: So I hero power turn two, which presumably you kill with your hero
1: power, and then attack for yeah. six. I attack for four, because Hogger makes it at the start of my turn. No, right? Hogger makes it at the end of your turn.
2: Oh god. Yeah, it's the end of your turn.
1: Oh yeah, okay. Well yeah, then I attack for six. You attack for
0: six Dude, and still then, a six,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then
1: I'm master for battle. Yeah. And uh and then I clear too, right? all I clear all the recruits with my two twos yeah, yeah. and my hero power, and then I hit you in the face for four.
2: And you can't even equality with your one one weapon because you won't have any dudes to like actually hit the hogger, you just hit the last uh, two two and then he just keeps making more than forever. Mm. You play quartermaster on like an empty board, then you're sad. Mm,
0: okay. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty good pretty good
2: all right i feel like right. uh, so i had a deck, my deck actually was <clears throat> it's okay you beat me cuz you tech the equality my deck <laughs> i was uh i was given this assignment earlier in the week but i forgot about it so like i was like 2 minutes i had to pick three cards cash picked druid, so i have to pick something else you are a was, bad like, boy you didn't do to... your homework <laughs> i was like let me try to be proactive with three cards and actually win the game and also, in case someone's like trying to be aggro, I don't know if I thought that would be actually good, but I was like, alright, well, since I picked Priest, let's go Death Lord, Inner Fire, and Divine Spirit. And it would have beat, um, well, it just loses to Cash, I think, but it would have beaten JB without the equality, like easily. But like, you had to just run an equality. It's check against the Death Lord.
0: Sorry, I was reading Twitch chat. What were, what were your three cards? I meant,
2: never read Twitch chat. It was Death Lord, Divine Spirit, and Inner Fire. It's like the game idea game is just... I don't know. It was just... It was not a good idea, but it would be without the Equality. Guaranteed. Yeah.
1: yeah. The thing that's interesting about mine is it's like a meta deck because it's really awful against certain things. Like, it just loses to, like, naturalize any other cards or, like, removal or any other... Naturalize is great in this format, by the way. But <laughs> naturalize is great in this format. <laughs> this yeah, it is pretty just, good. It's the, the best, I just best removal. It's like, best so many things. It loses to Brawl, like, any kind of removal, but it's actually really good if people are prepared for it. That's why this format is interesting, like, week after week, because the meta cycles a lot. Right, like, the meta would change. obviously, it's probably, like, a best deck, but there's definitely a way to beat the best deck. So this is, like, a really good example of a self-contained, self-correcting meta metagame. Hogger's pretty great, though,
0: even without Innovate. Like, any cards that are making more cards are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. If you can't deal with them.
1: Hogger... So,
0: who out of you, so you would
2: lose? Someone said West Wisp, or wisp, wisp, yeah, I'm dead. I'm <laughs>
1: yeah, I win, because either, either he plays the Death Lord and I just kill it immediately, or he holds all the cards, but that he has to wait until he's turned six, so that he's just dead to damage.
2: Yeah, I'll come back more prepared next week. I, I got, my, uh, got my losses this week, but, you know, we're going to come back teched out now that we know what's going on.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't know if we're going to play this every week, but uh, we'll keep it in the, Damn, in the back pocket. We should. It took like two minutes. We're definitely doing this every week. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Great. All right, well, I... So that means... So that was me, 1, Campsh, 2, and CVH, 1. No. Zero. 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 Yep. <laughs> okay.
2: Thank God this wasn't awarding BlizzCon points. <laughs> Ooh, <geez. laughs> it
0: actually was. That's worth three. Oh. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, that's uh that was fun. Feel free to play it at home or send in suggestions to my email address if you guys <laughs> come up with a br- broken deck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need I need to need to win. Okay, so um maybe we Before might just we do a get bit
2: like reddit post. Wait, I'm ready I'm waiting for the reddit post. Blizzard fix the meta, make decks 3 cards total.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's or new. make it's... fatigue damage or something.
2: <laughs>
0: it's, it's an interesting um, uh, sort of game because it places such an emphasis on your hero power like your hero power really becomes um, pretty important so I thought it was pretty fun for that reason like Paladin is just busted I reckon um, anything that doesn't do damage like Priest or like Warlock's terrible obviously um, so it's kind <laughs> of a nice yeah. reversal of some of the hero powers <clears throat> Mage is pretty good I reckon When we played it, we played with Karma as well, and she picked Hunter, and the Hunter hero power tended to be a little bit um, more overpowered than it normally is.
2: That's exciting.
0: Okay, so maybe we, what we'll do is we'll just do a quick wrap up of um, League of Explorers uh, stuff because so there was a week we've had a week off in terms of the release schedule because the Hearthstone designers needed to go home to their families, which I thought was very selfish uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, So they've had the week off in terms of releasing cards, and then... That was obviously a joke, guys. They've had the week off um, in terms of releasing cards, so there haven't been any new releases. But have any of our opinions changed on any of the cards that have released so far? Like, now that we've had a bit more of a chance to play with them... <clears throat> or do we stand by pretty much what we said in the last couple of weeks?
2: Uh, I think my opinions are still okay. Like, I haven't really hyped up too much. I'm, I'm going to be more sad when the Murloc stuff comes out, and it's actually not as good as I want it to be. But um, I think Reno's finally finding, like, the place. Like, I'm seeing which decks can actually fit it in. A lot of experimentation was all over the board the first little bit. And it's nice seeing um, dark peddler still be really good. We saw purple wind dream hack with Malagos lock using two peddlers. The card was just like MVP of a lot of decks. Yeah, the peddler is so everything really that, good. Yeah, everything that seemed obviously good still is obviously good.
1: Uh, I'm I'm taking back how hyped I was about explorer's hat. It's not particularly <laughs> good.
2: <laughs> what?
0: No way! That's crazy. No one could have Mid-ray predicted Hunter that. Midrange like-
1: podcast? isn't in the best place right now, and it just has so many options right now with, like, Scarab and stuff. Explorer's Hat, just maybe, maybe it wasn't that great to begin with, and I was just really excited for no reason. Yeah, but, I, th- um, I think you got super excited about
0: Explorer's Hat because you were playing it in a good mid-range Hunter shell, which is a good deck, and you like you can win with that deck with 28 cards. So the two no, extra no, cards... No, no, no,
1: the hat was good. The hat was good. the The deck is bad right now, but the hat is still good. Never mm. mind, the hat is still great. Right, So you've just done you a full. You could literally
2: put a wisp in that deck and like. Yeah, and it's still you be good. good. You could put a you could hat put a is Walking a wisp that, that never
1: dies. It's two mana dreadsteed. Oh my that god, that is what hat is. It's two mana dreadsteed that you have yeah. to
2: keep paying for every turn. Two mana dreadsteed. That is not a minion, <laughs> and you have to pay for every turn. You can you can make minions somehow. <laughs>
1: The, the Inspire dude that makes Squires or something. Hogger. We'll, we'll get there. So the basically, thing...
0: if I can summarize, you just said, I've completely changed about Explorer's Hat. I don't think it's good anymore. And then I agreed with you and said it was never good. And then you were like, no, wait, I take it back. It's actually really
1: good. Well, I was convinced that I was wrong about it. And then you started saying it was good. And that just made <laughs> me think it was bad. No, wait, you started saying it was bad. No, I said it, it was bad. Yeah, exactly. Because I just, the opposite of what you say is so <laughs> often true. <through. laughs> I think your instincts um, are usually
2: on point, but this is not <laughs> one of those times. I think if you're playing like Shaman and you Nexus champion Seradin to it, you're kind of happy that your totems are a little better forever. Like, that's one class that actually makes dudes. Hunter but but once make Sir dudes.
1: Finley comes out, you can look for Shaman yeah, exactly. hero power. You, you actually probably want to look for Paladin because Shaman hero you're, power. But... Oh.
2: I mean, I just Sir assume.
1: Sir Finley and put hats on things. Anyway, um, I would say Rito is like better than people initially thought. Um, and then brand is like average to what, maybe even below expectations, but still a fine card. Yeah,
2: I thought it was going to be okay, and it's pretty okay. Like only a certain decks actually want to play it, and I don't think it's good enough to where you build around it. Like we saw it kind of happen. People tried to build around it with Shaman, and then people were like, you know what? I'd rather do instead of building around Brand's Bronze Beard is just hit my opponent in the face a lot and kill them early. Yeah,
0: yep. I know. I'm already getting a bit sick of Unearth Raptor Rogue.
2: Oh, I love that deck. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's fine. I think
2: Raptor's so cool.
0: I just feel like egg into uh, Raptor is so gross. I just feel bad every time it gets played against me. I, I mean, think that deck is more
1: like a gimmick like... deck. Like It's it's fine, and it's probably like tier 2, but people are less excited about it now. or are seeing it less, and I think it'll just sort of fade out.
0: Yeah, I'm not losing to it much. I just don't like it. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels crap.
2: I mean, maybe it'll can't really get worse. Not that I'm saying it's the worst deck ever, but like it's probably just going to get better eventually. And It's nice to have Rogue. I mean, we love combo decks, but it's nice to give them another option for a potential good ladder play.
0: Yes, we all love combo decks. Definitely. I mean,
2: yep. apparently Blizzard does not, but that's fair. <laughs> no, it's they nerfed not. The one that needed to be. It's
1: fine. They just they just had to nerf all the cool cards because they hate fun.
2: Patron's still um, partially a combo deck. And that yeah, really. a lot of your turns require more than two cards, which is a rarity in Hearthstone nowadays. <laughs> Usually, you're just playing the card that costs the mana that you have. And Patron, you have to not do that sometimes. A lot of the time, mm. I'm actually yeah, really
1: yeah, right. <laughs> I really split because I want them to not have us have a maximum hand size, but then like cold lights wouldn't work in fatigue decks. So it's like it's really it's really hard. I like but that. Should... I like that mechanic. I think it's good.
2: Yeah, 10 cards is a lot. That's a third of your deck, man. If you need more than that, I don't know what to tell you. I want to draw my whole deck.
0: Yeah, Thoris and get even more OP as well.
2: Handlock players who just started the deck wouldn't be punished when they're playing on the ladder and like (laughs) up to 11. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's really easy to
0: tell how you have 10 cards in hand is because the last card lines up with the Slash in your health. Or in your mana crystals. Just letting you all know. That's a that's a tip for you. <laughs>
1: uh, another tip is I've just, always uh, just counted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just, you can just count, and I forget who said this, but your brain... I think maybe not even talked about this on stream. Your brain separates things into groups of three. Usually, it can't handle more than that. So you just group them into groups of three in your mind and then count the cards. It's really easy that way. Because if you try grouping them into, like, five or just counting them all at once, it's really hard. Your brain isn't designed to do that. But if you group them, then it's really easy. Um, that's why, like, numbers are, like... Like phone numbers are grouped three three four because it's easier for us to remember them that way than if they were just a lump of digits. At least in America they that way. I don't know what it is. Wait, no, no they,
2: they split them into three because like it's an area code first, and then it's three and four because it's just the middle of the number seven. Like you can't split it into three point five because you just have half of a. Four right, of right. But like
1: part of the reason they put dashes in and it's not just a lump of digits is because it's easier to remember.
2: Oh yeah, it's like yeah, it's like yeah, reading it's a chunking. paragraph. But, like yeah. Um, yeah. It has like one let- one or two letters split around, like your brain still reads it because it sees it all at once, and that's if you're trying to actually get like the specifics out of something like the numbers it is, then that's not good. And new handlock
1: players would still try to coin mountain giant and be horribly disappointed, so they'll they'll still get punished one way or another.
0: Yeah, that's enough. true. I'm just surprised that you get phone numbers, Kunsch. Wow. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. So the. The, yeah, that's drawing cards. Cool. We have, have you guys been uh, making any shells for Sir Finley or any of the cards coming out
1: next week? No, I've been too busy not getting phone numbers. (laughs) Uh, I I don't think Sir Finley is a card that needs a shell. I think you just jam it in every deck because it's just awesome. I don't know, every deck, I'm going to jam it in every deck, but like, War- every class wants Warlock's hero power, and Warlock eventually doesn't want Warlock's hero power, so I think Sir Finley definitely has a place in every deck.
2: My Warlock Shaman deck definitely wants the Hunter hero power. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll well, or Warlock. I'll take Warlock, but I want Hunter. And my idea for a shell is Warlock and uh, kind of do the mech thing, where that's how you build Mech Mages. You type in mech and you put all the good ones in. Yeah, and then you put in everything. It's awesome, and uh, you're pretty much okay then. Yep, I think that's basically how you build it, right? Well, you like want like burlocks.
1: spells, like you probably crack. Do you know?
2: Yes, do you, want you know
1: what's just a thirty creature deck? You know how awful that would be.
0: You'd have be some amount of burn, I imagine, surely.
1: Yeah, yeah. You yeah. want like Crackers maybe a lava burst,
0: bolt, Doomhammer, maybe rockbiter. rockbiter.
2: No, that card is really expensive. I don't, I, I don't know. Like you run maybe an Earth Shock. Like, the mid-range problem that like I was talking about earlier, runs literally three spells, and... Well, that's a real list.
1: Yes, so? it's paladin. They have, like, spell-like creatures. Murlocs doesn't have that. They're literally just creatures above other creatures. You don't have, like, Silences or Keeper or Man or, like, Alder Peacekeeper. You literally just have, like, like I know. creatures we're, we're with stats. We're playing for
2: the short game. We're playing for the short game. This is like the other aggro paladins, except instead of... Well, like, the spells are every pen is awesome. That's all you need, man. That's, like, Savage Roar. That's my Savage Roar.
1: Right, but would you rather have, like, an extra Murloc and win on board an extra 1% of the time, or have, like, a Crackle and, like, be able to win almost every game where they, like, clear your board?
2: Right, well, it might have to run, like, a Crackle or a two. Maybe, maybe like, two Crackles, two Everyfin, and, like, an Earthshock. Yeah, yeah, that sounds a lot but better. But outside of that, like, five or six spells, is everything's going to be creatures. Yeah, it's obvious. like what Mechmage plays, right? It's like two Frostball,
1: yeah. two Fireball, and maybe, like, a Portal sometimes, or two Portals.
2: I like portals, but if if, I don't like portals and secrets usually, but yeah, you just, you just decide oh, like, yeah, what mirror. the best couple spells are, yeah. Then you run them. Can you imagine? I think Shaman needs secrets, man. I think it needs to be able to abuse Mad Scientist to be good. Whatever. It's underpowered. It's probably not okay.
0: Yeah, yeah it's is that going to happen flavor-wise? Probably not.
1: No, oh. I knew you would say that, you role-player, but yeah, no, uh... <laughs> The like most likely to get traps would be Rogue, I think. I don't know, I didn't play WoW, I played the original Warcraft games, but just like traps or like secrets is something that only really fits in with like like classes that use like sneaky weapons or like magic and like thrall is like it'll work with a hammer.
2: I didn't play in, like, the beta, but didn't they, like, originally planned, or, like, the alpha, but didn't they plan to have Rogue have secrets? Yeah, yeah, like, they did. The that's,
1: that's why I was saying it was, like, it, it'd be the most likely to get one, but I don't think it will. I think they're going to keep it. Just, like, I don't think there'll be a new class anytime soon. Oh, they haven't printed an Arthas card. Maybe because it doesn't fit in with a class or, like, being neutral, but they haven't. And it's, like, one of the most important characters in all of, like, Warcraft lore, but... I don't think they're, like, saving it for another class because I don't think there'll be another class. Because I don't think they're going to make, like, huge changes like that unless the game starts dying down in popularity and they need something new to bring it back. Which does not even work with games, but anyway.
2: So when he says the words flavor-wise, he's a role-player, but you can talk about, like, the most important character in Warcraft lore verbatim, <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm looking through their perspective.
1: I'm not, I'm not doing it myself. I don't, I don't care what happens. Oh, you're like just getting in the bonus. mindset of a
0: role-player. <laughs> You're thinking like a role player, but I'm role you're not actually as a role
1: player which cancels out to not role playing at all
0: okay, okay, well, that's good that you clarified that um, okay, well, I think that's pretty much all we've got time for, unless any of you have any burning issues that you want to get off your chest.
2: Uh, I think I'm okay. We'll have a lot more to talk about next week because we'll be able to actually see if murlocs are good.
0: Yep, yep. Yeah, that'll be pretty exciting. I'm pretty excited for next week and all the new cards that are coming out with it. I'll, I'm a big fan of tribal-based synergies, and I think Murlocs are like these. Th- this set of cards, it's about four or five Murloc cards, probably going to be enough to make it somewhat competitive. It'll probably be, be Tier 2, but I think it'll be quite good. <clears throat>
2: Dude, everything as awesome is literally an insane spell. Like, people are just like, it looks cute because it's a murloc card, but that card is like a tier 1 card. Like, is if that this draw 7 or something? No, that one is awful. <laughs> but it's like the 7... I'm serious, man. It's like the 7 mana shaman one, and it's like plus 2, plus 2 to your whole team, and it gets reduced by 1 oh. cost for every murloc you have on the board. Yes. It's, like, it's literally nuts. <laughs>
0: that card is insane. Yes. I saw that, and I was like, ooh, that seems
1: under-costed, actually. And the one you're thinking of, Nocturne, is the Paladin one that brings back all, all, all the de- a bunch of dead murlocs that died this game or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I don't know that one for the Which same reason as you talked bad. about before. I saw it and but, yeah. was like, that, that thing card costs is bad. A
2: ton.
1: Yeah, it costs ten. It, yes, it costs you, a ton. You
2: can't even weave in the hero power. You just, you're just playing murlocs.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's well, pretty... why would you want a hero power? Because it fills your board anyway. But yeah.
2: Oh, does maybe it does? I don't know. Okay. Well, it is-
1: hopefully it does. Otherwise, you're spending ten mana for like three murlocs.
2: I can't imagine where you'd want to play that card, but yeah, it's a card they made.
0: Yeah. But anyway, I saw everything is awesome and just had like a bit of a moment of, oh god, are we going to just be seeing Murlocs on ladder for the next three months? Is it just going to be the new patron? Because I feel like it, no. it, it could be. Murlocs I think it still patron. loses
2: to patron really hard. I know, <laughs> it, it of feels
0: weird to say, but I'm, I'm actually a bit scared of Murlocs.
2: I don't know. I think it, it does have to draw really well. Like The spell helps, but like you're still playing a bunch of by themselves, really unimpressive cards. Yeah, it's also yeah, easy,
1: easily counterable as well. i like to just point out that traditionally the only Murloc deck that has ever been like tier 1 was in Hearthstone's beginning, and it was Murloc because you need the tap to draw cards. And so even though this is a really good card, it is a Shaman class card, I believe, which means that You know, Sir Finley might help with that, because you might get Life Tap, or, like, Hunter Hero Power, but if you don't draw Sir Finley, then you don't have a consistent way to refill your hand, so if you run out of gas, this card might not help, even though it's super broken. So, like, I just want to point out that Shaman has never been the best class for Murlocs, and this card might push it over the edge, along with Sir Finley, but if it doesn't, then, like, Warlock is still going to be the best class for Murlocs, even though it doesn't have any Murloc Synergy cards, class cards.
2: Like, if you're not going to win by turn 5 when you just nut curve into Murlocs and everything is awesome, then I think you do need to draw Sir Finley, or, like, you're probably going to lose. But that's okay. That's kind of the nature of the deck. Yeah. Well, are you are you planning
1: way. on, CVH, are you planning on playing the, like, 2-5 that whenever a Murloc dies, draw a card?
2: It seems good. Like, you know, we haven't really had an opportunity to play it, because Shaman just, you know, you, why would you play Murloc Shaman, and now we finally have a reason. A couple, I guess a reason and a half, because Sir is good, too. But, like, I don't know. It seems fine. You get overloaded, but it's a 2-5, which isn't terrible. And you, you kind of have to trade to some things, like taunts. Might as well draw while you're doing it. It's also really resilient to board clears, like Consecration. It's a 2-5. That's hard to deal with. So they can clear everything else, then you just draw 3. It's nuts. Also,
1: I, I just want to point out that the uh, Paladin 10 mana card could see play, just because if you play like a uh, Murloc Knight in just a mid-range Paladin list, and like, you make some Murlocs and they all die, and then the Murloc Knight dies, this card brings them all back. So you don't oh even have to God. be like That's a low, low cost deck. of ten mana. It's just like value, but it's value. Halid it runs out of cards a lot. This is just like value. It's like a like a four for one sometimes. That's value. Mm.
0: That's four value. for one.
1: Yeah, you make four dudes for the price of one card, and none of it them four have torn. They earlier. don't affect the board. Mm. The turn you do it. Well, well if you get old Merkai, it might or Bluegill. Mm, maybe.
2: Yeah. Uh, mm. yeah. Yeah. It's value. <laughs> mm. I don't think value matters in Hearthstone as much as Tempo. Throwing that out there. Are if you, they are were you all saying like that uh, Tempo
1: units? Storm is better than Team Value Town? Is that, is that what we're saying? Cause I, I agree. Tempo Storm is the best.
2: Tempo Storm is the real team. So. <laughs> I think you've taken
1: it one step teams. too far.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, well, uh, we'll be back the same time next week. Uh, we might quickly turn it over to Twitch chat. There's not a whole bunch of you are around at the moment, so, but if you want to ask us a question, now is your time to do so. Um, ask us about any of the decks we've talked about, any of our advice for um, Legend. I know KAMPSH uh, and CVH both do coaching services, so they are pretty good at what they do, um, and you might want to organise a session with them or something like that. You can ask, um, well, pretty much whatever you want. So, yeah. um, far away. And maybe while PG we're doing 13
2: that. 13 rating.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe um, we will uh, do social media shout outs while we're waiting for that. So, um, CVH, you want to go first?
2: Sure. Um, I stream pretty regularly, at least in recent months it's been regular before that. Sorry if you were my follower. But uh, twitch.tv forward slash IAMCVH spelled out in a way that's not confusing. Um, yep, follow me there, and Twitter is, should be on screen, I think. It is on the screen. It's Mag- right, Magnus underscore CVH. So I tweet when I stream, and I tweet other times too. So follow me on those places, and that's about it. It's a good decision. I'll... Which, those are good places to do so. Campsh. Yeah,
1: Yeah, uh, same deal here. You know, I, I stream pretty regularly, or have been the past few weeks at least. I'm hoping to continue that. I uh, try to develop the streams. You can follow me at twitch.tv slash Uh Twitter link is on the uh, on the screen. I do also tweet when I stream. Um, you can also email me at thecompshs at gmail.com for um, you know, private coaching and things like that or inquiries. So please go ahead and do that. And then check out both my CBHS and Nocturne's articles, content, etc. on tempostorm.com. Well done, and
0: uh, I am also on TempestStorm.com, we've got my Twitter down there, that's probably the best place to uh, follow me, I have a Twitch stream which I use once every six months, so you can follow me there, but it's probably best just to do the Twitter thing, and that's pretty much it for me. So we've got a few questions (laughs) coming through, Uh, we get asked this pretty much every week, how come your boss doesn't do this cast with you guys? Yeah. We don't need him. <laughs> Raynaud's busy. He's busy making money so that he can pay us to do stuff like this. Uh, he's streaming right now. Uh, he also does Value Town, which is another podcast. So um, he sort of has other commitments, essentially. We have started this up with his blessing. He um, enjoys it. Um, and he has come on before, and he will come on again in the future, hopefully. Um, it's just a question of timing he, you know he can't take doesn't want to take 2 2 hours out of um a saturday night when he could be streaming so that makes sense to me <coughs>
1: I'd just like to point out that like, it's, it's definitely great. You guys are totally allowed to ask questions like that, especially if you're new here. But like, this is akin to like, going to, up to like, a target cashier or something and like ringing them by the neck and being like, where's your CEO? I want to talk to your CEO. Like Not everything at TempoStorm has to do with Ray Dad. Like Obviously, he's the founder and owner of our organization, but like, people are allowed to make content without him being in it or having his face like plastered all over it.
2: In five years, everyone here is either going to be working for me or dead by my hand. That's a 30 Rock reference, in case anyone watched that great show. All right, so TV asked a real question. Just kidding. <laughs> I just hit Legend the other day with Secret Pallet. I can't play any other decks at the same skill level. <laughs> no, what? I'm reading the question. I was thinking of learning mid-range Druid. What are good, simple decks to learn right now? Uh, well, there's no shame in hitting a deck, hitting Legend with a deck that you can play well, even if it's not necessarily the most skill-intensive. Uh, mid-range Druid's probably the closest you can get because they're both very curve-based decks. Um, they don't deviate from the plan of just playing the best minion on turn that you're on very often. Um, I think if you want to eventually go away from that plan, you could learn something like mid-range Paladin, which is kind of like, it still has the curve elements, but you're also learning how to hold your removal spells like Equality, Consecration, and use things at the right time. So it's like a good bridge deck if you're going for like a mid-range strategy to like learning something more complicated like Control Warrior or even Freeze Mage down the line. So I'd say start with like the mid-range decks or the Aggro decks. Uh, move on to something that's like Sort of an in-between. The Reno Paladin's actually a pretty good example of that, because you're playing on curve, but you're also allocating your removal spells, your heals appropriately, and then go from there.
1: I totally know where that uh, person's coming from, because my first time hitting Legend, I was F2P, so the only deck I had was uh, Undertaker, like Midrange Hunter. And so that was the only deck I obviously knew how to play. But once I hit, like, top 100, top 50 Legend, and then I started talking to Temple Storm about writing for them, obviously I had to invest in the game. So I ended up with, like, this huge collection, like all these decks that I had no idea how to play. So I would say just jump off the deep end. Most of the people you play against in Legend will be good. So playing your deck even poorly against them will make you better just by playing it. So just if you don't care too much about your Legend rank right now, especially because this season doesn't matter, just for the last couple days, just play decks you have no idea how to play. and Just, like, get experience. Because really the only thing you'll learn from is experience. Like, obviously watch other streamers and stuff like that, play those decks. But the only way you're going to learn, like, the ins and outs of a deck perfectly is just playing lots of games with that deck. So pick a deck you think you like and just stick with it. Even if you lose, just keep playing and you'll eventually learn how to play it. Yeah, totally agree.
0: I think the reason why Secret Pally is fairly easy to play is, as CVH mentioned, it's basically just playing the highest m- mana cost of whatever you've got there. So it's four mana and you play Shredder. Um, so you want decks that are similar and think mid-range shells uh, usually fit with that. I'd have a look at Mid-range Hunter as well. That's um,
2: Yeah, Mid-range Hunter is really good. Pretty
0: pretty, um, you know, fairly... There's a, there's a bit to learn um, with every deck, yeah. um, but it's not impossible to play. The other thing that I might look yeah, at is... For every
2: deck that you think is simple, there's someone out there making it like an art form, playing it. Like if, you know, you want to like... Midrange hunter, yeah. yeah, anyone can like play it to Legend, but if you want to play it expertly, like there's still like... You have to learn the ins and outs of everything. Like there are situations you're going to encounter that are not simple at all, even if you're playing a simple deck.
0: Totally agree. The other deck you might want to have a look at is Tempo Mage, which I I personally find quite easy to play. I don't know if other people have a similar idea. There is a whole bunch of things to learn about, you know, when you use your removal and your spells and what you save and what you don't, especially versus for certain decks. But I don't think that's impossible to um, to to learn as well. And the other thing is, if you lose, you can just blame it on Flame Waker RNG.
1: <coughs> can you really, though? Yes, always.
2: That was my go to plan when I lost with Temple Mage. Which I did a lot to get Gold Mage. <laughs> Alright, so, player. um. Someone asked. Question um, us, Question oh, for Nocturne:
0: go. Why is your hair always on point? We're just going to skip right past that, or what?
2: Oh, it's. I was going to mention it. It looks really on point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we kind of have, like, the same thing going on, right? A little bit? Yeah, a little it's bit. Not, it's not too different.
1: Mine's it's probably a bit. bit less combed and a bit more gray. I don't know. It's it's kind of white looking. I bet he like killed an Australian animal or something and then just shaved his head bald and then just keeps it on top of his head.
2: Uh, he's cosplaying as Elkie Poker.
1: Yeah. It's actually a possum.
2: Uh, just well,
1: possums like... actually have a short lifespan so it's not that I'm big over, of a shit. i over here trying to help people legs, <laughs> <you know?
2: laughs> Okay, guys. Re-strength to highest yet. Have the next two days off and hoping to grind to legend. Any advice on decks, etc.? Also, go coach camps. Go coach camps. Really hard to say that for some reason. I think he feels like he wants you to answer this question since you're apparently his coach.
1: Wait, wait. Who? Reach rank you read it again? I don't have Twitch chat open right now. Luck or skills? Oh, oh, dope, dope, dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I coached him. He's definitely good to work with. Him. what was the question again? He said he reached rank, rank two, two, and he wants he to legend grind it out. Days. Oh, uh, well, if you hit rank two, you're basically there, right? Just keep playing more games. Um, You know, uh, stick with the decks that you're comfortable with. Uh, You have to really believe in the deck. That's my number one tip for hitting Legend from, like, a high rank. If you don't believe in the deck, if you don't have confidence in it... No, shut up. Not like that at all. But if you don't have (laughs) confidence in the deck, you're more likely to misplay or get nervous or make mistakes. You have to, like, pick a net deck that you're good at and play it, because... If you pick a deck that you know makes legend, then you know you can make legend with it because you're already rank two, which is already good. You've already like won a lot of games, so just play lots, uh, play a deck you're comfortable with and believe in, and just grind it out. And you can get there. Like believe in yourself. If you hit rank two, you can hit legend in like a day or like an hour. If, like you got this. You got yeah, this if, man. If you're hitting a
2: stalemate, you. definitely take a break. Do not let yourself get too tilted, because a lot of it is just the run goods. Like if you run into bad matchups and bad RNG for a few games, it happens. You're probably just not going to advance. So yeah, just take a break fun. and get a clear head. Rank three to legend in one like like in a couple hour period, and I've also gone from like rank one with three stars to rank three in a couple hour period. It's just a lot of it's outside circumstances, and like the only thing you can do is just not let it affect you too negatively when it's bad.
0: But that's the other thing about um, your final push to legend is don't play, like don't play when you're losing. I guess like don't go don't go until yeah. don't feel like don't expect to win every game and go from rank three to uh, legend in you know an hour or so. If you if you do lose, don't get discouraged, um, and also try to sort of manage that as well. If you need to have a break, then go and have a break. It's more important that's to cool. go and have a break than it is to lose two games and then get really frustrated. That's like I wrote
2: an article about it. They were like, "Oh, sorry, you just when you're losing, it's really hard to stop playing, but that's when you just stop playing. And when you're winning, like you just want to keep going and ride the momentum." I
1: don't know if you were talking about me, but I did actually write two articles about this. But basically, my my second biggest tip is that you always want to feel like you want to play more Hearthstone. Like, if you're, like, doing something in the kitchen or something, you just want to, like, run up and play more games. If you feel like you want to play more ladder games, that, those are the games you're going to be winning. If you feel like it's a chore, then leave until you want to play again. Uh, I don't know how many people, like, take naps or things like that, but sleeping usually resets, like, the feeling of loss versus, like, wanting to play again, so that's a good thing. Uh, going for a run usually resets the feeling for me, but basically you want that mental reset from being tired of the game to wanting to play again.
0: Um, what cards do you tech into Control Warrior for Secret Pally? I don't play
1: much Control Warrior. Does anyone want to take this? Uh, if you're taking anything, which I don't think you need to, I think you just need to, like, it's a very draw-defended matchup. You need to draw your early game removal. You need to have your BGH and have Avenge hit the... Uh, the challenger, and you need to have like brawls. But if you're teching anything, I would probably tech the monkey just because you want some solid mid game play. You want monkey. Dude, on three not a tech card.
2: That card is insane. Yeah, no, I think that's getting card. played
1: pretty regularly now in Control warrior Yeah, I would. I would tech the monkey. I would tech more monkeys. No, I've seen my point is, I think people. they're they're in the list anyway. They're not. They're not in the list. They might be in a list, but they're not in the list. All right, we're reading different lists then I guess.
2: I mean, I would say, like, you have the tools to beat the deck, but, like, if you get tempoed out by an insane curve, it's more of a matter of actually drawing your answers, because you already have all the ones you need. I would say, if anything, like, maybe a silence, which is generally good across the board, generally. Like, I mean, if you're playing a lot of Secret Paladin and, like, Hunters, silence is fine. I don't don't think it's going to change the matchup too much, but I think it's a general good card in the matchup that you're talking about.
1: Doctor, I'll have you know CVH is on a like competitive Hearthstone team and he wanted to play the monkey in one of his decks and they called him a lunatic and they thought he was crazy. So,
2: dude, spoiling my strategies cuz guess who's not listening to his teammates? <laughs> this guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good. Anyway, the the monkey is not like I would not recommend playing two of the monkey in all your warrior decks. I wouldn't even recommend playing one unless you well, have, not like all a really the warrior accurate.
2: decks. You don't play it in patron. I don't think e- even like a warrior. Could. I
1: don't know. Bash just seems better. <laughs> but like, I would if you're playing a lot of aggressive decks, play one or two copies of the monkey, and then you're good to go. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we got sidetracked a little
0: bit there, but basically, not too much taking required. It's basically how you p- play the matchup, if I'm hearing you yep. right. Yeah. Yep. And your draws as well. There's a little bit of luck in there, as there is in every single game of Hearthstone. <clears throat> yep. How much does Ed pay you guys? Uh, that we're not so going to answer that. Um, enough. But, there, you know, everyone gets paid f- to make content for TempoStorm, so if you write for us, there is a um, fee. And I'm happy to tell people how much that is. It's um, 40 to $60 for a, an, an article, so it pays well um, in terms of esports. Esports has generally got pretty low pay, so um, I think uh, writing an article is, you know fairly easy and one of those things that a lot of people can do so if you do want to do that then uh, send us an email you can send it to content at tempostorm.com or editor at tempostorm.com
1: that'll reach either myself or our editor so yeah do that and just like as a side note to that question like a lot of us have like other jobs like jb or like cbh is part of another team that's coaching i make a lot of my other revenue from coaching and stuff as well and hopefully eventually for my stream and i'm also like a student part-time So this isn't, like, our our full-time job or whatever?
2: I'm also a freelance musician in the area and a certified personal trainer, which many people don't know, so if you need fitness advice, I'm technically qualified to give that to you. (laughs) Technically qualified, just brimming with confidence. (laughs) I I got the certification. I don't technically use it right now because I'm on the music and esports plan right now. But also, I want to paraphrase another question. It was pretty good. Um, And my chat reloaded, so I'm going to just paraphrase. Do you think Blizzard will make more... Answers to aggro decks like Reno Jackson. Which begs the question is Reno, like, in answer to aggro decks? Uh, is it really doing yes. that much to stop aggro? I think it's killing Vice it's,
1: it's, its existence, it's like a theoretical thing, right? Its existence just makes people not want to play aggro decks, and then people build decks around it, and then, like, is Reno really that important anymore? But it still is because it's good in Veneration Control matchups, too. It's just, like, incidentally hoses aggro. Uh, the fact that a lot of people want to play it. But I think that Blizzard will. They'll make answers, like, every few expansions or so, but they won't, like, keep overkilling it. Like, right now, Reno is sufficiently stopping aggro decks, so they're not just going to make a bunch more answers. They're just going to, like, leave it until aggro starts getting played again, then they'll make more answers.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, we see, like, you know, the Mech Shaman, or uh, Aggro Shaman is, like, top five or so legend. We've seen recently, you know, Zulok has hit high ranks. Like, I don't I think it's still a fine deck. I don't think aggro is bad for the game at all, like many people do think. I think if, you're, if you want to see something that's not okay, um, just take all the aggro decks out of the game, and eventually it becomes who can make the greediest control decks or the fatigue decks, and then you will actually not have fun. So you need them to balance the meta. Or yeah. you'll
1: have the most fun you've ever had in your life by everybody playing greedy control decks.
2: I guarantee you will not.
0: <laughs> Some people, <laughs> the people that like those kind of games, I, yeah. Yeah, I usually find they're not
1: much fun at parties. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> I have lots of fun at parties. I just sit and play Hearthstone in a corner, and like a girl comes up and asks me to dance. And I'm like, sorry, ladder.
2: I mean, it's okay to like those kind of games, but you can't like literally every game becomes. There's no aggro in the game, then like I don't know. Eventually, the meta just becomes actually unfun. It's, yeah,
0: it's a pivotal like point in whatever shape you're drawing for like the the matchup triangle or the matchup square or however you're thinking about it. Aggro, mid range, control.
1: And maybe combos in there, um, right? But that's that's like somewhat self-correcting because if, if people are just jamming like the greediest, highest mana cards to win control mirrors, then aggro will be good again because it can take advantage of that. So yeah. it's like partially self-correcting, even though yeah. Reno definitely hoses a lot of aggro hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's. And I don't think they're gonna. To answer the question, I don't think think they're gonna stop printing cards that. We need to give a, a break,
2: man. Like, it's okay to complain a little bit when something is actually overpowered or, like, bad for the meta, but they have to fix, like, the, they have to do the matchup triangle of, like, aggro decks, midrange decks, and control decks, which is what Hearthstone's triangle basically is, because tempo matters in every deck, and, like, with some combo decks in there if they're healthy for the game, and they have to fit nine different classes into that and try to make them all competitive at once in various forms while keeping the actual triangle of the types of decks they are also intact. So it's a lot to balance. It's a lot to think about when they're making cards think I've done a pretty good job so far.
0: Where can I pay comps to yell believe in yourself over Skype while I play?
1: Uh, contact me at the Kamschhs at gmail.com and since that doesn't sound super difficult like I can ladder during that. I'll make sure to give you a very reduced rate, if not for free.
2: Yep. <laughs> it's literally that phrase over and over.
1: Believe in yourself?
2: doesn't bleed in my Murloc Shaman deck. It's not okay.
0: <laughs> I quit smoking. How do I stop putting on weight now? <laughs> I, I, mean, two, I think this the two is for the are personal related trainer, on a psychological,
2: Yeah, they're only related on a psychological level. It's just like, you know, you, you stop one at bad habit, and it doesn't seem like food's an addiction, but like it, it can fill a void. And that void is your stomach. <laughs> you have to not let it do that.
1: Give him, give him some exercises. CBH, you're a certified personal trainer.
2: Cardio is the most important thing for people trying to lose weight. Man, it sounds really boring because it kind of is sometimes, but that's what it is—just cardio. Cardio and diet; those are the two most important things. You're just trying to lose weight. Just
1: spend all your money on Hearthstone, then you can't buy food. That's, that's usually my strategy.
2: Yep. yep, that also works. But then you're only eating ramen, and ramen's not particularly good for you.
1: <laughs> ramen is great. Look at look at my healthy pale skin tone. Yeah, you can be <laughs> thin and healthy, unhealthy
0: just tone. as well as you can be yeah large and unhealthy. <clears throat> yeah.
2: Play Hearthstone at the gym, and don't let yourself stop at the gym until you um, hit, hit legend. like a rank goal. Yeah, hit legend or, or get twelve wins in arena. <laughs>
0: just uh, just don't let your dreams Eat be yourself, dreams.
2: Literally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow, dang. Yeah, see. Two of us can get on that motivational speech train.
1: I was just trying to help someone reach legend. I wasn't like role-playing okay. as Shia LaBeouf.
2: <laughs> Cam, you should change your name to Danksh. Is that, is that a Twitch chat comment? No, that's me. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's just me. That, a lot of experience in Twitch chat. That yeah. sounds awful. I do. I I already have all
1: my sub-emotes drawn up, though. It's going to be a long time till I get them, if ever, but I, I already have them all planned out. My I mean, favorite one have... is Legend... I have, like, eight so far. My favorite one is Jeez. Legendary, because it's, like, a, the, a cow, but with the legend symbol in it. Oh, okay.
2: That's nice, man. I wouldn't Someone have never revealed gonna that. that. Someone's going to
1: steal that now. That's okay. I, wish, I would subscribe for
2: that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And other, all, a lot of the other ones are just rip-offs of other emotes with, like, my name, like Kampshpa instead of Kappa, or, like, Pog Kamsch.
2: Kamshpa. These are all really hard to type. Or hard to say, yeah, they Kampsh.
1: are really hard to say. But they, they'll they make great emotes, I promise.
2: <laughs> okay. I'll take your word for it.
1: Alrighty,
0: well, that is Shia <laughs> Can we? No, not a thing. Can we have that? Uh... Maybe we've got struggling to break into Legend, usually finish 5-3. Any tips besides play more games? We kind of have answered this in terms of like decks that we think can get there. Pretty much any deck can get there. You do need to play more games. That's, like, that's just a reality of getting to Legend. You need to play a lot of games. You need to spend a lot of time getting to Legend. It's not something that's simple. If you can manage to fluke 100% win rate, then you... Obviously, don't need that much time, but that's not going to happen. You have to be realistic, realistic, and realize that it's going to take you um, what ten hours sometimes to go from rank five to legend. It might even take. Yeah,
2: okay, I've never that. counted, but it's it's been a lot sometimes. And like, if you get a seventy percent win rate on the ladder, people consider that like basically almost insane that's levels insane. like that is absurdly Seventy percent is
0: insane. Yeah,
2: that's way. So if you're... you like. Like, you might luck out and get that on a good day, but then you're going to have days where you're, like, 55, and you have to be okay with that. Like, you just have to realize that it's going to take a while. Don't get tilted, because if you get tilted, you're just losing for no reason. Uh, I would say if you're hitting 5 to 3 on the last couple days consistently, and that's after a bunch of playing, I would say that's just you need to play more games in that amount of time. But if you're, like, hitting rank 5 on the first few days and you just consistently stay five to three the entire month, I think that would be like a... I don't want to be rude, but like a play skill level. Like, you just need to get better with the decks you're trying to play, because that tells me that you're having a hard time breaking over 50% win rate, even though you're playing a lot of games. So, like, when you're hitting, like, five matters. Because it's not whether or not, like, you're hitting the time constraint or... You're just getting stuck as soon as the win streaks are gone, which is also a real thing. If it's one of those
0: things where you're consistently climbing and you just end up on 5-3 because you run out of time, then obviously it is a timing issue and you need to um, maybe put a bit more work in at the beginning of the season to just know when you're going to be playing and how many hours per week you can play and that kind of thing. If you want a good article about the timing stuff, then have a read of one of the first ones that I wrote which just goes through how many games you have to win at each win rate. And if you... If you win at, like, 55%, then to go from rank 5 to legend, you have, have to win something like 1,400 games. Um, yeah. And I think most people would be pretty happy with a 55% win
1: rate. So you do have to play a lot of games. Um, so I think uh, to... CBH and Nocturne covered both those areas pretty well, but I'd say if you if you feel like your play skill is good and you're playing, like, a Tier 1 deck, which is my main point. If you're not, you should be uh, if you're trying to hit legend. And if you're playing a Tier 1 deck, you feel like your play skill is good and you think you're playing a decent amount of games, it's just, like, the mental aspect... Uh, I have a couple videos up on, like, the mental aspect of hitting Legend as well as actively improving as a player. But my big thing would just be, like, believe in yourself, take breaks if you're tilting, things like that. Um, And just whichever aspect it is, try to figure out what your problem is. If it's the mental aspect, like watch my videos. If it's the timing aspect, play more games. If it's, like, play skill, I don't know, get coaching, watch streamers improve at your decks. And if it's the actual, like, decks you're playing are bad, then play better decks. But hone in on your problem and then take a route to fixing it. That's, like, my life advice for basically everything. Figure out what's wrong with you and then try to fix it as best you can.
0: And one of the things that might be... uh useful is to do something like get a coach like have a look at them and um they're they're the sort of things that where like a coach will pick up on the mistakes you're making that you didn't even know about um there's the there's that problem where you don't know what you don't know a lot and so it can be really good to have a coach come in and watch you play and have an independent person um critiquing what you do and you do learn a lot from doing stuff like that
2: Yep, Kamsha and I have played a lot of Hearthstone. When you play as much as we have, you make a lot of mistakes. That's how you learn from them. Mistake is only a mistake if you do it twice.
1: Is that, or is that like a know. proverb or something?
2: I'm pretty sure, right? It's like an ancient Greek proverb when they were all playing little monsters.
1: Well, remember guys, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is today. <sighs>
0: uh, the... I'm gonna post that article a couple of articles here from Tempo Storm in the chat so um, people can have a look at them and
2: that should help them out. Find out what's wrong with you and then fix it. My nose is too big, how do I fix it? <laughs> uh, plastic surgery, I mean can you do that? Yeah, you can make a nose smaller with that. Yeah, that seems bad, man. Don't do, that. Don't do that. That's that's not something that's
1: wrong with you. You're you're beautiful just the way you are. I was talking more about like
2: noses are sexy.
1: Yeah like Continue. how does how does that affect like if, if if like any like physical characteristics like affect like your confidence with people or something? You need to work on your confidence, not like on the characteristics themselves. You gotta you gotta hone in on the actual problem, you know man? Yeah. Like I'm sure I'm sure girls will love you anyway. It's it's not about like your physical characteristics, it's about it's all about you. You're beautiful the way you are.
2: You can Unless do your it. nose is getting like actually um, inhibiting your quality of life where it's just gotten so big that you can't see down and you keep tripping or something. Then you need to get it looked at. But like if it's a normally large nose, I don't even know. I'm just, I can't even talk about noses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right, well, that is, is obviously, <laughs>
0: that is obviously a great high point to end the episode on. So I think we might do that. Uh, thank you very much for all your questions. We will be back at the same time next week, so that's 9pm EST. Uh, it is 1pm AEST, so that's Australian Down Under Time, if uh, anyone uses <laughs> that. Um, and yeah, so we'll be back next week with the same people doing similar stuff, and it'll, we'll be talking about the latest wing of... Um,
2: the, yeah. other cards? M-
0: the yeah. Murloc wing, which we're all looking forward to. So thanks, guys, and until then, stay legendary.